This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents, which you can also access at cortezcurrents.ca. More than a third of the housing insecure respondents to the recent survey on Quadra Island and 15% on Cortez Island were old age pensioners. In the second half of an interview, North Island Powell River MP Rachel Blaney talks about ways the government can help seniors living below the poverty line. As there was room in today's broadcast, and they affect seniors as well as the wider population, she also spoke about GST rebates and carbon pricing. We know across Canada, we're definitely hearing from a lot more seniors, probably because we have, of course, an aging population. For Cortez, that's about 27% of people that are over 65, and for Quadra, it's quite a lot higher than that. The statistics are a little bit hard to find because Canada just says the riding of North Island Powell River. What is the poverty line right now? 30,000 or less is the measurement that I use because it's pretty hard to live under that amount. Let's talk about some of the policies for seniors that are on your radar. What about the need to increase old age security benefits for people between the ages of 65 and 74? This is an interesting one. So the Liberal government has brought this forward and said, okay, we know that seniors 75 and older are struggling. They have a lot of statistics to back that up, and I don't disagree with them. That is why they increase the OAS if you're 75 or older. The problem is it means that they're assuming that every senior between the age of 65 and 74 is fine and dandy. And we know that's not the case. If you're a senior who has a severe disability, if you're a senior who has a very modest income, Life is not getting better for you and you are really struggling. So it's one of those things where I have to ask the seniors minister, are you measuring this but not taking into your consideration that if you leave people struggling between the ages of 65 and 74, their health outcomes are going to be a lot worse when they hit 75. So we're really encouraging them not to have a two-tier system. It doesn't make any sense. Just give people who are 65 and older the same amount of OAS as everybody else, so that we can nip that in the bud. There have been problems with some of the red tape connected to some of these programs. Could you explain Motion 70 to me? Motion 70 is a motion that I have put forward before, and I'm going to keep doing it until we get the government to deal with this issue. But let me just say, first of all, the way that I learned about this. So I was elected in 2015. And around the first week of July in 2016, we got the first of several calls from our riding. And it was a woman who was in her 80s during tax time was very ill. And she got her taxes in a few weeks late. That's it, Roy, just a few weeks late. Things like that happen. But she's a low-income senior. So she receives the guaranteed income supplement, the GIS that so many seniors across our riding do receive. And she told us because she got her taxes in late, She had received her letter of reassessment and they told her you're no longer eligible for GIS. She was going to be evicted from her apartment. So she gave our office a call because she didn't know what to do and we helped her. So in our office, we were able to push this forward through CRA, Canada Revenue Agency, to get it fast track so she would get her money because her taxes were done. We also were able to work with her landlord to make sure that the landlord understood the money was coming and we kept them up to date, that woman was not evicted. But it was the first of many. Every July, when you get your assessment of your taxes, we kept hearing from seniors across our riding again and again. 
So I did a thing in Ottawa in Parliament, which is called a question on the order paper, which means I'm requesting information and the ministry has to give me that information. So we asked specifically about the GIS. And what we learned is between 25 to 35,000 seniors every single year are losing their GIS for between three to four months. And then everybody's back on. So based on that analysis, we realized that most likely what was happening was seniors were getting their taxes in a little bit late for whatever reason. The stories that I've heard is somebody's sick, a loved one passes, they're caring for their partner who is very ill, so many different things. So I started working on a motion and actually had a bill at one point that said how to deal with this. When we were working on that, we actually had stakeholder groups from seniors across the country get a hold of us and say, another thing that we would like you to add to this, Rachel, is that if a senior doesn't get their taxes in on time, that CRA sends them letters very frequently. I was like, well, I feel like I'm asking CRA to bother seniors. Why would I do that? They told me is that this is a way that sometimes people are able to catch the onset of dementia. What that means is if you're somebody that stops by the house to check on a neighbor, if you're the family member of somebody, if you are somebody that comes in through Island Health, you would be able to identify that something was going on. So you're obviously not opening the mail, but when you're getting a lot of mail from CRA, it allows you to know something's going on and more questions may be asked. It might be just an indirect way of supporting people finding out that there's a problem there. So that's what my motion deals with. It will have a big impact. We talked earlier about some of the stats of seniors just within the area of Cortez and Quadra. That's, of course, a lot bigger in our whole area of our riding. It's a lot of people that are being impacted every year simply because they didn't get their taxes. What I'm asking for is basically a one-year leave. So that means if a senior is a little bit late, their GIS doesn't get removed. I know there's going to be an odd case where somebody won the lottery or somebody came into a big inheritance or for whatever reason, and that's why they didn't do their taxes. They were out having fun. We're going to find that out. And CRA can deal with that. But I would say that I think that number is so, so tiny that we shouldn't even consider it. The bigger issue is making sure that seniors that are low income who are receiving the guaranteed income supplement, some of the poorest people in our country do get the support they need and they don't get in a position where they're in their 80s being asked to move and be evicted and have nowhere to go. Cortez Currents checked the status of this motion on Thursday, November 10th, Blaney filed on September 20th, and Parliament is currently placed on notice. In the first part of this interview, which was broadcast on Tuesday, November 8th, Blaney also said, 1. The NDP are trying to get the federal government to recognize the need for affordable seniors' housing. Two, the federal government is offering $500 to anyone who pays more than 30% of their income for rent. Three, next year, Canada's dental plan will be expanded to include seniors, families with children under the age of 18, and people with disabilities. There is a point near the end of almost every interview when I ask, is there anything you would like to add? This is what Rachel Blaney had to say. One of the things that the NDP has been really fighting for, has done it historically and is now doing this again, is around removing the 5% GST to home heating for a period of time because we know that the costs are getting really hard. 
And because it is something that the government can actually do quite quickly. So there's a lot of other solutions we could look at that would take a while because of legislation, because of all the things they would have to work out. But GST is something that they really have the power. That is why we also fought for the GST rebate to be dumped. Because we saw it went through the House, it went through Senate, and money was out the door. It didn't take long at all. Because we know that is a way to get money out the door quickly, effectively. It's right in their jurisdiction. So we are going to continue that fight. I think it's really important. And I hope that the, the Liberals will change their mind on it because right now they're saying no. I do have a pet peeve because I keep hearing the Conservatives talk about the carbon tax. And if they would just take the carbon tax off home heating, everybody would be so much better. But I want to remind Canadians, especially in BC, the provincial government has the carbon tax. The federal government has nothing to do with the provincial carbon tax. The reason the federal government put in a carbon tax is because there were provinces and territories that were not doing that. So that applies only in those places. So if we remove the carbon tax, as they call it, I would call it carbon pricing, but that's another issue. It would do nothing for British Columbians, whereas the GST would have an impact. Wouldn't be a huge impact, but at this point, every little bit helps. And it's not the only solution. Of course, we provided some others as well. But I do hope that people understand that. When we talk about carbon tax, it's different for BC. And if we're talking about the federal government doing something that's going to make life better, we have to stay in the right lane. We can't just make it about something really fun to say on TV that gets people upset. It's about on-the-ground solutions for people, and that's where I'm focused. You've been listening to an interview with local MP Rachel Blaney, in which she discusses seniors living below the poverty line, the GST, and carbon pricing. This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents. Goodbye. <laughs>